evening and welcome to another edition of the Past Six Podcast. It's Tyler here, signing on with Keenan and Steven. We are back from an eventful week. Uh, if you're unaware, there were multiple competitions going on in Germany and in Europe this week. And a little bit of news with a certain manager at Bayern. Yeah, I mean, it certainly feels like we could do six different shows based on everything that's happened so far. Yeah, crazy week. Um, so we're not going to waste a lot of time tonight. We're just going to dive right into things. Um, Want to open things up, talk a little bit about the situation at Bayern with um, Kovac and Bayern partnering ways, the manager search. Um, Stephen, I'll open up with you because you kind of broke some news to the group um, earlier today. The um, I guess leading into this, the past couple of days, um, there's the manager search seemed to be going in a certain direction. Um, however, it seems like things took a turn earlier today. Is that right? Yeah. So it seems. <clears throat> From from everything that was that was being reported, it sounded like uh, R.C. Winger was going to be taken over at least interim basis, um, but according to the build, they um, Byron has decided not to go in that route uh, that way. Um, I mean, obviously R.C. he was he was like, yeah, I'll do it. Like it's he he's all he. I think he's. Still waiting for that 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 perfect opportunity to come back in, um, but I think with what with what Byron was saying was they they want to give the interim manager now a little bit more time before they try to bring in somebody and see and, and he may see out the whole entire year, um, depending on how he you know how he performs. But they are also talking about him maybe bringing Thomas Tuchel, bringing the IX manager. Um, as far as like a permanent on, on permanent basis, um, so it, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how how which way Byron goes. Um, if we, if I had to bet, I would bet that they would stick with the interim manager until the end of the year. You know, depending on how they how they finish on the table, it sounds sounds like the the players like the man the current manager. Uh, if they if they respond to him nicely maybe they promote him to the full-time manager um well, well I, it's just i think right now it's just a wait and see of how he performs before they before we can really go into any sort of um like for sure of like which way which direction they're going to take yeah it's um it's an interesting situation i think you said this too that uh well there's a couple ways you can look at it. In one hand, it is a weird time um, to part ways with Kovac, seeing as you're not going to really get a chance at some of these coaches, uh, these managers, like you said, Thomas Tuchel, um, you know, not going to leave PSG midseason. Um, you know, Sid Hag not going to leave Ajax midseason. He's already made that clear. Uh, you know, as far as the summer goes, I think both of those are, are, are options. I think it's an upgrade for both of them um, to come to Bayern. Um, but yeah, it, it's an interesting situation because there was a change that needed to be made, but um, it seemed like weren't quite sure what direction they were going to go. They just knew that that Kovac had run his course. Uh, but in Hansi Flick, um, I've said this before that I felt like he was already put in place as that that backup. Um, there were some rumors, you know, basically they told him when he came in that if anything happened with Kovac, he would still be guaranteed to have a spot. 
Um, unlike unlike Ro- Robert Kovach, who um, <laughs> you know left with his brother. Um, so there seemed to be a little bit, hey, you're going to be our safety net. Um, and from what I've heard, as far as training goes, you know, he's implemented a lot of really cool things as far as um, attacking the final third. I know that was one of the big things that he was brought in to kind of help Kovac with, Kovac being much more uh, defensive-minded, um, ironically. <laughs> um, you know, Hansi Flick was going to come in and hopefully um, re-energize that attack. So, hey, that that's something. Um, yeah, and then well, we will touch on this again. I like the way that he lined up uh, this week, too. Um, so, yeah, are we... Uh, so we're thinking, um, then, you know, Hansi Flick stays, um, and then... Yeah, I, th- I certainly think he should stay, get through the end of the year, and see how it goes. I mean, I think we all sort of thought this weekend that uh, Kovac was going to last a little bit longer, maybe through this week, um, see how he did against Dortmund, but obviously, you know, it was a, an agreement to part ways, and... You've already told Flick that he's going to stay on regardless of what happens with Kovac. So I think, you know, given that, you have to expect him to stay through the end of the year. And I think it's better for Bayern. It's probably an easier transition, even if you do decide to go with one of these other coaches who's active right now or (laughs) not active in Wenger's case. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, (laughs) I mean, that about sums it up. I, I, I think I was in a minority that I felt like it did need to happen after the the showing at Frankfurt. Um, you know, you just don't want to go. I mean, I know on one hand you're going into you know Champions League and you're going to the Classicer with an interim manager, but I think on the other hand, if Kovac is dampening the mood, I mean, from what I'm hearing right now, you know, Bill has had multiple reports basically saying the mood has totally changed in Bayern. The players are feeling energized again. Um, they're excited. They're really happy to have Flick there, and they want to perform well to keep Flick. And that, you know, it, it's hard to hear because you think, okay, why weren't you performing well to keep Kovacs? But I guess if you didn't necessarily want Kovacs right. to be there. I mean, what does that say about players that they're <laughs> this excited? I mean, we kind of saw that that, um, that happened at Schalke before Tedesco came in. Like, they had that whole blow-up uh, but with with their current their former manager and it was, it just seemed like everybody wanted to leave but then Tedesco comes in and kind of calms trying to calms everything down you know they they go on to have one of their best seasons um, but I mean I'm not not I'm not saying Byron can't just like go on and win the, win the league again because they're they're only sitting like four points off the off the uh, pace right now um, so it's not that they're like totally out of the like title razor by by long stretch um so i i just think we i don't know it seems like a difficult situation to come into Bayern yeah. anyway with the expectations but we've now seen them remove two coaches when the players get unhappy with performances that aren't completely on the manager so i don't know i'd be hesitant to take the job as much as i would love to say that i was the coach of Bayern and everything yeah, it certainly is. Um, it's certainly going to be something to watch um, as far as this Bayern managerial search goes. I, and I'm thinking after the classic, we'll have a good idea of, of whether um, you know Hansi Flick will will stay for the remainder of the year. Switching gears a bit in just a second, I'm going to let everybody catch their breath there, and we'll um, we'll touch on the round of 16 draw uh, for the Pokal. I know we had 
fellas had some um, some interesting thoughts on that one, and then we'll get into the good stuff with our recaps. So we'll be right back. All right, so the round of 16 draw was uh, Sunday um, afternoon. It was right around the same time as the Kovacs thing, so it was, it was a little wild there. Uh, Keenan, who we got for match day one of round 16? Yeah, so uh, match day one is going to be Tuesday, February 4th. Uh, we got Kaiser Schlautern versus Fortuna Dusseldorf, and then Frankfurt versus Leipzig in the first time slot. And then we go uh, Schalke Hertha, and then one that I'm looking forward to, Bremen versus Dortmund on match day one. Yeah, so some quality, quality, and interesting potential revenge matchups from last year. I know that that, uh, that Bremen-Dortmund game from last year was intense. Any, well... I don't want to go too far because these, what, what are these, February? February, February? Yeah, beginning of yeah. February, so okay, like yeah. three months out, basically. <laughs> but I'll withhold the, the predictions. Just. Of course, but it, you, know, you can look forward to it and say, you know, something catches your eye. So um, we go on to the next day uh, on the 5th, Wednesday. You get Leverkusen versus Stuttgart, mm. Verl versus Union, um, Saarbrücken versus Karlsruher. And then Bayern versus Hoffenheim. Mm-hmm. So, you know, props to the, the two regional teams for making it this far. Wow. Just look, looking over everything here. I mean, naturally, the, um, the top flight fixtures are going to jump out on paper. Um, Frankfurt-Leipzig, um, the, you know, that'll be a battle. Even the Leverkusen-Stuttgart, I, I know, Steven, you disagree with me. You think that's going to be a routine day for Leverkusen. I mean... Again, hard to tell looking at the future. Uh, but I do think Stuttgart will come in with a little something to prove. I mean, right now they're um, they're fighting for the top of that table um, in Bundesliga 2. Um, and then your boys, Hertha, uh, know that's one that you're going to be yeah, keeping an and, eye on. And I'm trying to see if that's... Um, so that, that'll be in uh, Velsen's Arena. Oh, I guess my thing, my thing is... Um, when they, because uh, they, because Schalke just released their schedule for the uh, remaining uh, fixtures for twenty twenty. So I'm wondering when they, because because they, because Schalke Hertha played early in, this, in the first half of the season. So I'm wondering. Just looking ahead, Tyler mentioned that Leverkusen uh, Stuttgart matched up um, as a potential danger matchup or interesting fixture um Leverkusen should be careful because they could get caught napping looking ahead you know they play on a Wednesday but then that Saturday they also play Dortmund so you know it could be interesting to see what happens yikes yikes yeah and I'm um, I mean I'm yeah it, it's hard to talk about these because you want to look so at so far ahead yeah in the lens so, of right now uh, this is what I, this is this is what I was looking not looking. So Schalke and Hertz will play that Friday, January thirty first, which means they'll play again. Yeah. On Tuesday, so so that that's going to be an interesting two matchup, um, two games for those two. Yeah, yeah. Always, I mean, polka season is always a. Uh... Yeah, that's Stevie out there. Yeah, it's uh, Pokal season is always an interesting time of year. Well, boys, um, any other closing thoughts with that one, real quick, before we um, we dive into our recaps? Uh, Byron Hoffenheim is going to be interesting too. Yeah, I mean, because we saw Hoffenheim get the best of Byron, 
I, I mean, you have to think that this fixture will be a totally different uh, game, but different in what ways, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I guess we're going to have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, biggest thing for me, best trophy in the world has got some of the best matchups. I like it. I like it. Yeah, we... Um, I don't know if you've seen this video. The video is floating around, um, basically talking about the best derbies in the world. Uh, not best derbies. We've, we've had that uh, <laughs> discussion, um, which we will touch on uh, in our previews. But um, uh, best uh, domestic cups yeah. um, in the world. And uh, the Pokal is you know, very highly rated. Um, I mean, it, it definitely gives you the feel. I mean, even like from an American standpoint, um, like the NCAA tournament, I mean, Keenan said this. You got a lot of regional teams that are there in there, kind of the Cinderella stories. Um, you really get the sense that anyone can win on any match day. I mean, even look at Byron's last fixture. Um, and although you could say, okay, the club's in turmoil, um, there were times when it looked like they were going to lose that. <laughs> um, and what a storyline, you know, that is for those fans um, to be in a position there. And, and if they had pulled it off. Well, and not every domestic cup is a one-off the way that the Pokal is. I mean, in some rounds of other domestic cups, it's a a home-and-home fixture. So you end up with two chances to survive. And in in those cases, you know, generally speaking, I would say the better team probably wins over two legs. Um, But, you know, you never know what's going to happen. If you don't bring it that night, you're gone. You're gone. Yeah, and that's what makes it more fun for me. All right, boys, we're going to take another quick break, and then we're going to jump into our recaps from what was a crazy match day, uh, match day 10, and then, uh, yeah, we've got all of our European fixtures. So sit tight, folks, and we'll be right back. All right, so it was match day 10 in the Bundesliga, and yeah, (laughs) Um, we kicked things off Friday with Hoffenheim Paderborn. Hoffenheim a um, 3-0, a little bit of a thrashing there. Um, Dortmund over Wolfsburg to start Saturday off, 3-0 there again. Then we had Leipzig Mainz, <laughs> 8-0 in that one. Um, as Steven said in our pre-show, not a lot to say about that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Leverkusen, Gladbach. That was a clash. Um, Gladbach comes away with a 2-1 win there. Frankfurt over Bayern, to be honest with you. I'd actually like blacked this one out. Back of my mind, I had forgotten how ugly it was. 5-1 to Frankfurt. Bremen Freiburg, 2-2. Union and, Bertl- and Hertha, um, 1-0 for that first uh, Berlin Derby. Uh, Dusseldorf over Köln, 2-0. And then... Schalke getting the 3-2 over Augsburg late hurried winner. Whew. So a lot of uh, a lot of blowouts this week, it seemed like. Um, and then a couple of, uh, of fixtures that were a little bit tighter. A lot of goals. Um, yeah, a lot of goals. <laughs> uh, which, yeah. you know, it, it, it happens in Germany. It, it does. Um, always entertaining. Um, we'll touch on the Hoffenheim really quick. Um, not a whole lot to say. I mean, it's Paderborn. But... Um, I feel like we continue to say this, that this Hoffenheim team is starting to show another side, um, side that we weren't sure we were going to see. Um, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, and, and basically with this fixture, I mean, all three goals scored within the first 30 minutes. Yeah, and it probably should have been more, like, Hoffenheim was the better team, showed it, and Paderborn looked like they didn't know what defending was. <laughs> it was it was bad, and yeah. it was over early. Yeah, over early. Um, I mean, first half was wrapped, you don't even have to watch the second half of that <laughs> one. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, from a league standpoint, it is good to see Hoffenheim playing like this. Over the past few years... They've always been one of those teams competing for those European spots in there, and it's never a team that you especially want to go on the road to face. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, it's good to see them getting on this little run here. A team that needed points and got them this week and got it against a team that um, defensively had looked, you know, invincible up until last week um, is Dortmund versus Wolfsburg. Um, Dortmund's showing a little bit guts now. Um, I feel like, I mean, Keenan will be, will attest to this, that they've started to flex a little bit more with Hazard and Brandt, getting them more time. Um, we've seen that pay dividends. Um, Guerrero had a, a splendid goal in that one, and then, uh, you know, Mario Goetze putting the uh, cherry on top. Um, Keenan, what are your thoughts on, on that showing from Dortmund? Um, I mean, it was sort of a battle. I think both teams were kind of filling each other out just a little bit first half. Um, then the stars started to show up. Um, kind of a weird game. Royce goes off with an injury early, and the ref has to go off. They have an official that has to get changed out at the same time. So, you know, not no goals in the first half, but two subs and not one that you're used to seeing with an official. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we've all been waiting for Brandt and Hazard to, to really take over, and we've started to see that. We saw um, Brandt do some of that in uh, midweek fixtures. Um, and then props to Goza for stepping up, not being like the third probably option for penalty takers with Royce and Paco, just stepping up and burying it. So, you know, this is more towards the Dortmund side we were waiting for. Steve, you're a little quiet over there. What, what, what are you thinking? I mean, I, I know you aren't too big on Wolfsburg, <laughs> um, despite the numbers speaking for themselves. Um, but do you think this, this Dortmund side has... has Awoken a little bit, or um, do you think they're going to be put back to bed? They're they're, they're going to get put back <laughs> to bed. Um, but props to them for you know putting three goals up on Wolfsburg, which obviously is probably the first time that's happened this year. More than at least at least more uh, more. Than, I think has there has there been any team that scored more than one goal on, on Wolfsburg? It hasn't been a lot. That's a very good question. I mean, I'm well, s- I mean they did get stocked out in there. Pokal matchup. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I mean yeah. In, yeah, in, in the league, in no. League, in the league, no. Yeah, they've they got one of the best, if not the best. Uh, yeah, de- defensive stats. They've, defensive they've stats. Got yeah, yeah. Um, so it's so for, for Dortmund to put up three on a team that's having having to get up more than just one goal, five goals prior to this matchup total for the yeah out of nine match days. Yeah. So yeah, I think you're perfect on that. <laughs> yeah. So you know, having having done that, I think Dortmund. Is starting to wake up just a little bit. Um, I know that there's that whole mentality uh, <laughs> thing with Royce um, back in the a uh, couple of weeks ago, but I don't know. I think I I still think uh, Dorman is still trying to work their way through, uh, trying to figure out all the new pieces that they got. Um, maybe maybe this was the game that they finally turned up turned everything around. Um, why Paco is still only coming off on the 89th minute when he's normally like a sec, uh, he nor- he's normally like their second half coacher, but 
you don't normally you don't bring in him in like the ninetieth minute. So that that that's interesting there as on that end. You know, and one of the observations which we'll I mean we'll look at more, I think was was um evident in the inter fixture as well. There was a lot of talk about Dorman going out and getting a true number nine. I mean I don't want to say Lewandowski because there's only one Lewandowski in the world, but a player um you know that's going to be that more traditional number nine, like Lewandowski versus like a Pagalakazer, who is very much a poacher. Um, but they didn't. They didn't go out. They they shopped a little bit, but ended up just investing in the wingers. Um, didn't bring somebody in. A lot of people think that that's still hurting them a little bit. You know, we've seen them rotate with Paco. We've seen them with Mario Goethe, um, you know, having like almost a false nine. Um, I think we've seen Brun Larson up there a little bit. Even Royce. Um, yeah, even Royce playing a striker, which, again, very much not your um, your traditional nine. And so it's going to be interesting to see if they do make a move for a type of player. Um, I know there was even talk about um, Mandzukic, who they ended up, um, I think he said he would only come, you know, to play at Bayern. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. because I time. <laughs> <laughs> is he available? I guess so. He is available. Um, I, I do feel like that is a missing piece for them. But on the flip side, they've been able to get goals from a lot of different places, whereas a side like Bayern, although they have gotten goals from a lot of places, you know who the main threat is. With Dortmund, there doesn't seem to be like a main threat week in, week out. Um, you're going to get flashes from Sancho. Guerrero has looked amazing. Um, Hakimi, who has been you know a monster in Champions League. So long story short, I, I guess that's my biggest observation from them is that it is good to see them getting other people involved, but I do wonder if... So, yeah, it's, that's a lot of interchanging parts, I think. You know, in the I think they're trying to keep a flow of the game, you know, just sort of wherever you are on the pitch, you can play on the pitch. So it's a lot of interchangeable parts, but there's no centering target that you're going to pick out, and I think that could spell issues for them when a team sits back and you need someone to just get up in the air and win a header, and put it in the back of the net. And that, putting it in the back of the net, is something that Leipzig <laughs> had no <laughs> trouble doing this week. Um, it ain't no stomping of Mainz. Uh, reminiscent of Germany, Brazil. I mean, just scoring at will. Uh, just, you know, for pure pleasure at it, of it. Um, you know, you got to... Mines, you got to play for pride at some point. I mean, that's what I said about Bayern, but sheesh. Right, like, at that point, how do you not have, like, a red card for just taking somebody out? <laughs> well. <laughs> I mean, the frustration alone would have pushed me to just stop somebody. Like, And none of those were penalties, right? So it wasn't nope. like you were just going to be like, forget this, I'm taking you down, you're not going to score on me. But, you know, when you can't mark, you can't mark. You know what, we're not going to talk about that one, because speaking of red cards, <laughs> uh, Leon Bailey in that Leverkusen Gladbach picture, a little bit of frustration from... Him, but no jokes aside. Uh, I mean, anything else to say about that Leipzig? I mean, they they've looked really good lately, um, which you know, props to myself because I've continued to say that it would only be a matter of time before they woke back up. I understand it's mites, uh, but we'll get to they. They had a great showing against um, Zanet this weekend. Not an easy side to play against um, the Russian champs. Uh, yeah, Timo Werner's woken up again. And, you know, when he starts to hit his stride, we know what he can do. So uh, I guess I'll just pose that question again. We've seen Dorman kind of wake up. Do we think that this Leipzig team is back, um, you know, back to their winning ways? I got to go yes. I mean, we saw it midweek, then you come back 
right away and put up, I think, what was it, six in, um, like, a Wednesday fixture with Wolfsburg? Was that what it was? Six, one? Oh, yeah. And yeah, then, yeah. And then you come right back and put in eight, like, and, and then, not all by one person, despite Timo Werner. Yeah, Sabitzer, I mean, his numbers have just been uh, both goals and assists. Uh, has looked like one of the best players in the league right now. Yeah, I think... I definitely think it's... The, the, um, they're just a weird team this year. It's like... They'll go three three weeks of... Or, or a couple weeks of... Oh, well, this is going to be the best team in the league. So, well, maybe they'll finish in the Champions League spot. <laughs> so, oh, oh, oh <laughs> they, they can be title champions. Title shot challenges again. They are uh, young. Uh, yeah. Uh, and now they're going back to Europa. <laughs> so and I, and I think there's two key features in that. I mean, they're extremely young. But then on a second, I brought this up before, um, Julian Nagelsmann, he, and I think part of this is probably being a young manager, um, being, you know, emotional, charismatic. Um, you definitely see this kind of roller coaster effect. Um, it was the same thing with the Hoffenheim side. When they were on, they were really good. They And they played like far beyond the talent that was on that team. And again, like Keenan has said, okay, now let's imagine Nagelsmann with some legitimate talent. 6-1, you know, 8-0. So, yeah, yeah. I I think I get the sense that this is a storyline that we're going to see. And I think it's going to really come down to how high are their highs and how low are their lows. Like these streaks that they go on, how long can they keep that going? And when they get on these losing streaks... How quickly can they turn that back around? Um, which I know, you know, it's common sense. Like, <laughs> you win, you're going to... But I really think that that's going to be uh, the telling story because they are going to have their ups and downs. Um, but yeah, I mean, we said we were going to talk a lot about that one. Uh, but yeah, going back, you know, to that to the Pokal because we didn't talk about that one. Um, again, Werner Paulson, um, just just lethal. Um, on the match against Wolfsburg, that is, in the Pokal. Um, and that was tough to see for Wolfsburg. Um because now they had that one, yep. you know, and then you had Dortmund in a defense that has looked, you know, uh, nearly invincible. You do wonder you know, how it's going to affect Wolfsburg as well. But uh, And the loss today. Yeah, then another loss today, uh, which we will touch on. But, yeah, switching gears back uh, to Leverkusen and Gladbach, because that was another one that I really yeah. wanted to, to touch <laughs> on a little bit. Um. You know, Marcus Turham, wow, um, what a week, what a, what a month, what a, what a season. <laughs> season he's having. Uh, just incredible numbers there. It looked, it looked too easy for Gladbach on, on both of those goals. Um, kind of, you know, passed to the far post, just tugged away Radecki. Really didn't even make a play for it. Yeah, and, you know, it's a guy you wouldn't necessarily think to score, but invent, but then on the... The second goal as well, it looked like it could have been him again. Like, just terrible far post marking. Um, but the Kevin Vollen goal was a beautiful pass, but it's a very Vollen-style goal, just being in the right place, working, and then finishing it off. Second it away. And it wasn't like, uh, I mean, Leverkusen weren't without their chances. Um, they caught, you know, Gladbach napping a little bit. Although I'd say second half was a strong defensive effort from Gladbach. Yeah. Um, which they have, you know, as the season progressed, they have gotten better defensively. Um, but Leverkusen was probing a bit. Uh, still not quite as clinical as they need to be. Bailey came in off the bench. It looked like, you know, he had some flashes. Just couldn't quite put it on the mark. Um, you know, of course, he is coming back from that injury. 
So, um, but then Steven Bailey picks up the red card. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the 97th minute, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, it certainly was a bit For of no frustration. Reason. Like it wasn't. It wasn't like. I mean, it wasn't like he got tackled hard or anything. He just like got tackled and he just went and he just like kicked the guy. Like what? 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 What was the point of that? Yeah, it was. It was silly. Do you? I mean, I, you're a big Leon Bailey fan. Um, you know, I think they were excited to have him back from injury. Um, you know, thankfully it wasn't as bad as they were thinking. You know, how much do you think that's going to hurt them coming into this week, um, knowing that you don't have Bailey now after you just gotten him back? I think it's going to hurt him. I mean, he, you know, you know what he can do. You know, he can be a game changer at any given time. Like he, he, can, like we, his first season, he came and he I swear, how many goals and he was a, by far one of the best players in the in the uh, in the league. And then he, obviously he kind of tapered off last year, but now he's hampered with the, uh, the injuries. But you get you get you kind of get that. Kind of that you get him back in that uh, form from two years ago. You, you have you have a dangerous Leverkusen side with Kai and Volan scoring all over the place as well. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have a dangerous team with all of them firing at the same time. Problem is they're not firing at the same time, and that's what's hurting them. Now I will say we, when we do get on it, they looked pretty darn good um, against Atleti, um, who is not an easy team to run against. So. Um, Maybe that's good science, and we'll touch on that in a second. Um, another one that we, you know, we have to talk about a little bit: Frankfurt Bayern. Um, Boateng picks up red card. Uh, you know, less than ten minutes into it. Right, you go from one game with the red cards at the very end, and the next game it's at the very beginning. Very beginning. Um, and after that, I mean, it was all Frankfurt, other than I'd say Manuel Neuer and Lewandowski. <laughs> um, preventing it from being exponentially worse <sighs> yeah so the, the talking point I've seen a lot of people which I thought was kind of ridiculous but we'll touch on it um, saying that the game was going to be ugly either way with or without Boateng okay they did have well you know there's only 10 minutes <laughs> they did have a little flash early Pantia, um, and then obviously the play leading up to that that foul you have to imagine Paciente was about to test Neuer because um, it would have been a one-on-one um, had Boateng not fouled him. So, yeah, I mean, but you're down a man. Well, No I dis- center back. I disagree that he was necessarily going to test Neuer. I mean, the ball's taking him away from the, the goal. Boateng's there to shorten that angle. Neuer's not pro- probably not going to give up a good angle on that shot, so I don't know how much of a test it would have been for him. Um, you know, probably would have liked to have seen Boateng, first of all, not try to pick off that pass and just, you know, be in a good defensive position ahead of time, um, but then also just not commit the foul <laughs> there and not, you know, not take the risk. You know, it's funny when Steven and I were watching that game, I was so frustrated, you know, initially that he was giving up a penalty. Um, and then obviously by the end of the game, I told Steven, you know what, I would love just to have that penalty. Yellow card, right? <laughs> and maybe it's a different story. I mean, you 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 uh, you score in Bayern early, you know, and then Bayern. Well, gets I mean, upset not even necessarily score either. Like, right? You I mean, know, the way Neuer at least give Neuer a shot. Yeah. So I don't know. It was frustrating. I didn't quite understand the call. I guess you you make that call. Um, technically, was the last defender, 
yeah. know, in that case. So but I think the announcers or, or Alexi Lawless one touched on it that the ball was carrying him away. Was he really the last defender in a goal-scoring position? I, I think it's up to the decision of the ref, and I don't have an issue with the decision he made. Um, so, yeah. props to Frankfurt. They, they took their chances and buried him. Yeah, and ultimately I think that... I mean, that, that was the demise of Nico Kovac there, which, you know, is, is ironic that people talk about Frankfurt showing against Bayern in that DFB yeah. final. Bayern gets the revenge, you know, in the Super Cup the next year, um, and then this. So <laughs> I guess it all comes full circle. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> um, Bremen Freiburg. Uh, that one got a little ugly. You know, we, we had another red card, so a few fixtures with red cards. Um, Pedersen. My man. I was about to say, talk about two dudes that have been your man, but one who has been your your man for four years at least. I mean, <laughs> Pedersen is is your dude. You have you have carried that flag by yourself for a long time. FIFA Ultimate Team, I want to say maybe 13, 14. Yeah. Um, all German squad. That was my dude. I mean, he's he's a great player, and I'm glad to see. He's getting some consistency, um, you know, putting in some goals in a, in a season where goals are coming from all kinds of different places. Um, you know, he potentially could be in that top category, you know, that, that category that's going to be chasing, uh, I mean, right, yeah, the, far behind right, Lewandowski. Let's remove Lewandowski and look for the next, right, right for, the, for the top scorer, <laughs> the best goal scorer. The right? actual goal scoring race. <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, Bremen... Um, Continue to be such a fun side to watch, uh, well, despite I mean, giving up the lead. You have Thurman, who's having an incredible season at Gladbach, and another guy that you and I have both been a fan of, Rashidza. Since his return, he has been on another level. Just a terror for Bremen. And a great pickup by me for fantasy this week. Yeah, and I wonder, I mean, looking at this month, um, I mean, to me, they're both kicking off November as the two players to watch, uh, potentially being player of the month. I mean, there's only so many months we're going to be able to give it to Lewandowski. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, yeah, I like to see one of them push for it. Um, Steve, thoughts on that one? I do have a couple thoughts on it. Um, I think it, 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 was, it was a good resilience from Freiburg to come – Obviously, you know, being down two one and Peterson getting that last that last second goal to to draw it, but I'm wondering if this is the kind of decline that we were kind of expecting from Freiburg decline. So like, their point like it's it seems like they haven't played up to where where they were playing at the beginning of the season. I'll hold my phone to the mic, just showing the table here. I, I know where they are on the table. <laughs> I know where they are on the table, but. But it seems like uh, uh, as of late, their their form hasn't been the best. So is this is this the time where they're starting to drop points? As the outspoken advocate for Freiburg relegation battle, I can't be with you on this one. They have found an attacking group that is going to keep them out of a relegation battle and make them competitive in this league. And they have some quality defenders that, yeah, I know. Like, I'm going to come out and say that I was beyond wrong about 
Freiburg. Well, here's the thing. I, I mean, I think Steve is probably. I mean, I know you're kind of touching on. Um, they they had to draw with Dortmund, so that's two two to Dortmund. I mean that that's that's pushing above their weight. Um, but then you have to remember, which is what's crazy. Just go back to match day nine. You can't forget they just beat Leipzig, and it. But that was before Leipzig. And that's what I'm all. saying. That's that's the. Um, I don't even know what you want to call it, but the way we can get caught up in the team of the moment, you know. Okay, now Leipzig is. You know they've had what three games between now and then, and they've all been blowouts. And now t- suddenly, you know, Leipzig is this whole other beast. I don't really care. On that day, Freiburg beat Leipzig. Yeah, Freiburg no, beat Leipzig. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. And we've talked about the fact that Bremen is a team that gets draws, like Wolfsburg. Um, but it's an interesting conversation. But hey, man, look. They got Frankfurt this week. They got Frankfurt, then they got Leverkusen the week, uh, week after. We will touch on that in our, um, in our previews. But I do think that one with, with Frankfurt is going to be pivotal. I mean, both of those teams are in a position where they don't want to slump. You yep. know? Nobody wants to, but they are. They're both kind of situated on the table where um, they're both going to want to make a move. And, and the thing is, like, if they, the way that the table is, is going right now, you don't, you don't, you don't want to, you don't, you don't want to drop any kind of points. All right, Keenan. Uh, um, I know this was your match of the week, the big bad Berlin Derby. Uh, what color is Berlin? Berlin is red. <laughs> Just yellow. Red, red or yellow? Yellow. <laughs> eh, they got yellow in their colors. They got, they got some yellow, but no, it's definitely red. It's definitely red. Union got the win on what I would have deemed eh, a questionable or debatable penalty, but he stepped up, Poulter did, buried it, got the win. Um, Hurts a really... Did not play the way I expected them to play. They were not the aggressor as much as I thought they should have been. And I think um, even on Twitter I saw like a lot of people saying it looked like Herzer was playing for a draw. And I think they would have been okay with that. And when you don't play for the win, you can sometimes take a loss. Yeah, and I, I do wonder. I mean, Union um, coming in as the underdogs... But being a team that um, that does know how to score and has showed this season that they're not afraid to come out and attack, you know, I do wonder if some of that played into it. Where you know, especially in a derby setting, we we're gonna say, "Hey, we're not we're not afraid." Um, definitely came in hungry, um, and then as you've touched on too, you know, in pre-show, um, the fans involved. We had the incident with the flares, um, which seemed to really uh, knock her off their rhythm a little bit. Um, but it is exciting, you know, in German football to have this kind of, I mean, obviously we don't want anyone to be injured, you know, harmed in any way. Um, but the excitement around, you know, having another derby to look forward to, um, especially in a city like Berlin, which we've touched on before, you know, being one of the, the big, you know, capitals of the world, you know, not just Europe, but in the world, um, and lacking that football atmosphere, like you'll see, you know, in Madrid, like you'll see in Barcelona, um, so it is really cool, you know, to see that, um, you know, now in Germany. So, yeah, it's uh, it was certainly special. Um, there was a lot of pre-match talk about it. I know um, on the the coverage of it, they just would stop talking and just listen to the crowds. Like these people were so passionate about it. Uh, you know, first ever East West Berlin Derby. 
um, and a matchup that had gone even before that with each team getting one win, each team um, taking a loss, and then two draws, all scoring six goals. Like, it was right down the middle from all their Bundesliga two matchups that they had had before. And, you know, a week before the anniversary, the 30-year anniversary of the Berlin Wall coming down, you know, it's it was a special time there. And it was great to see in their home stadium Union get the win and, you know, even top that win, I think, over Dortmund for significance. Ooh. Now, Steven, I, I have to ask you because... um. You seem to be our, our king of uh, who's staying, who's going. Do you think that Union has, has shown enough now that we can comfortably say they're going to they're gonna be safe? Um, I mean, it's particularly if they, they they're, come to they're, the second half of the year. Yeah, they're, they're definitely up there. And I think, I mean, I think we, we can all pretty much say with about 90% certain that Paderborn is going down. All right, no, I didn't ask you about Paderborn. I know, I know, I know. I know, I know, I know I'm just, I'm just going. Yeah, he's like eliminating spots. I'm, right? I'm, I'm eliminating spots. I'm, yeah, I'm okay, I'm with you. So Paderborn down. All right. Then you got Cologne and Augsburg. I think we we've all been in kind of agreement that Augsburg is probably going to be going down. No, you know, I, I switched up because I I thought that Augsburg was going to be safe, um, but then I also have been a pro- big proponent of saying that Cologne's going to be safe. Which now that you're touching on those is the thing that's interesting to me. Is that I think all of us were kind of thinking Union didn't have it, but they've been able to string together right. some of these wins. The other and, teams and, haven't, and, and they're and they're feasting on the teams that are below them, which is what they need to be doing in their in order to survive. Um, like they're only to be completely honest, they're only one point behind Hertz uh, in the standings, Yeesh. and that's that you know that's separating like from eleventh through fourteen. So yeah. Just, just, just that one, and, and it's like a, and a minus one goal differential. So it's it's not it's not out of the reach to say that hey, you need can be competitive uh, this season. And that's just to clarify, they're on a negative five, but they're only one behind. Right, you know, negative hurts. Yeah. right, and uh, negative four. Bremen's down there too. Yeah, Bremen, um, Bremen's right there. Uh, Dusseldorf also 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 mines as well. Yeah, Mines. Mines is Mines, right? Uh, yeah, but I think yeah. Mines is. I think Mines has a little bit more talent, and I think they're going to be safe. I know you love them. I know you love. I, them. I know. So, so I think Mines and Union are going to be the safe ones. I think, unfortunately, I think Cologne, Augsburg, and Paderborn are going to be the top, bottom three. Well, that's our weekly relegation <laughs> roundup with Steven. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of with you this time. I, I am kind of with you. Um, I like what we're seeing from Union, and it, yeah. Um, and yeah, closing out these the the weekend, um, we did have our Sunday fixtures. Dusseldorf over Köln. Um, go ahead and skim through that one. Dusseldorf getting the job done. Uh, Rowan Hinnings has been you know on a little streak here. Trouble for Köln, as Stephen just said. If they don't get stuff together, they might find themselves in Bundesliga two again. <laughs> Um, which none of us really want to see. Um, early injury also helped shape that a little bit, having to um, sub somebody off. Early drop Hector out of the midfield takes a little bit of their dynamic play out of there, but they didn't look good. No, and and they'll start off on the other side. Um, and then, you know, uh, Zach Steffen, you know, the kid. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, good day for Dusseldorf, whether you like him or not. <laughs> um Steven, a little bit of a scare again. Yeah. Um, I, 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 is it um, 
Can I charge clubs for hospital visits for a heart attack? Dang. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you didn't watch, um, busy day for Schalke as they, they um, went on the road to Augsburg. Um, Salif Sané goes out early with an injury, which spelled trouble for, um, for Schalke. Uh, but, hey, staying composed, ultimately... Who else? I mean, yeah. Harit, um, you know, not selling for the draw, but but takes the win there. I'd say these are massive three points. Got, got a little, got, got a little luck with the own goal. Yeah, uh, but I mean, take take what you get. Um, you know, K Bach is you know, he did what he was supposed to do. Um, I, I I do think that that Salif injury shaped that game up more than it. More than it was supposed to, like I think had he played, I think that game would have been a little bit different, because he, you know, he's just, now you have that that solid, you know, backline defense. You have someone who can go up and you know, I didn't, I don't think that Oxford was really had anything for him for corners. So you ha- you have that big tall like target for for corners. Um, you take that away. Now you have who in the in the uh, yeah McKinney, like. As much as I love McKinney, he's not a center back. And you do see uh, the emotional impact. Because yep. at the time, I mean, we, we don't know, you know, so he's being, uh, you know, carried off. So you don't even know the um, emotional know impact of that. Gonna, right. You, you know, know his players down gone. there. How long he's been gone. Um, you don't know anything. Certainly a little shaken up. But, um, but hey, you know, guts by, by Schalke. Um, Wagner continues to do a phenomenal job with that side. Um, and that, you know, that wrapped up the week. So we'll be right back. Um, quick previews um, of what, you know, is shaping up to be another exciting week. Um, we will have our, um, our picks on Twitter as well this week. So we'll touch on that um, when we come back. All right, we are back to go ahead and wrap up this show. Um, real quick, we, we touched on them uh, just a little bit, uh, but do you want to run over in case you missed the European fixtures this week? Um, one batch of them I'm excited to talk about, the other batch not so much. Um, in Champions League, German sides had, had a great week. We had Bayern over Olympiacos, 2-0. Um, that was Bayern's first match with Hansi Flick in charge. Um, they played with a lot of urgency. Uh you know, could have been a lot more. Um, you know, Olympiacos very strong defensively. Um, yeah, put sheet. in a great effort. Yeah, yeah, clean sheet for Bayern, which which has been rare lately. Um, Dorman getting the job done against Inter that was huge for them. Hakimi with the late winner, um, not to settle for the draw, going to get the three points in that group. Um, Leverkusen Athleti, Leverkusen, um, you know, massive win for them there. Um, RB over Zanet, two nil. And that wraps up the Champions League ones. <laughs> <laughs> then in Europa, um, I mean, Gladbach did end up getting the job done. They um, they win 2-1 over Roma. Did have an own goal, but um, Term had another uh, huge goal to put that one away. Frankfurt loses to St. Lee. Liege. <laughs> um, that one's 1-2. Frankfurt's going to you know wish they had done a little bit better, but I think Keenan's touched on this before. Kind of feels like they're going to focus on the league this year. Um, and then Wolfsburg losing again. I think that's that's about it for Wolfsburg. Um, yeah, you go Europe. from an unbeaten side to three straight losses. 
Yeah, I mean, as far as three goals. that group. Oh, yeah, for that group, it. yeah, they're done. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's tough for them. I mean, six goals and three goals and then three goals. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was bound to happen at some point, and with a team like that, it, it is tough to see. Um, yeah, so, I, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see if they can bounce back. Um, but, yeah, all in all, like I said, uh, Champions League, <laughs> German sides look great. Europa, not so much. I was actually really surprised to see Gladbach get that win because uh, despite how well they've been playing domestically, they haven't looked great in Europe. Um, still think they're about they're done, but um, but hey, getting that one, if nothing else, you know, mentally is good to, to get over that hurdle. Uh, but yeah, now just kind of cl- closing things out, I'm going to quick quickly <laughs> um, check out our match day 11 fixtures. Friday, we're going to see Köln at Hoffenheim. Um, Saturday, Berlin, uh, Hertha Berlin at Leipzig. Uh, or sorry. Hosting. Was, yeah, hosting Leipzig. Köln um, hosting Hoffenheim. Um, that one, I know that one stands out to you, Steven, that Leipzig fixture. Um, then we've got Mainz and Union. Little battle, the lower half of the table there. I think that's going to be really crucial. Um, see if you know Union can, can keep the winning ways alive. Schalke will be hosting Dusseldorf, uh, Paderborn hosting Augsburg. Then we got Showstopper, the Classicer. A um, lot of storylines going on with that one. Um, Bayern Dortmund, 12-30 on Saturday. Then we got Gladbach Bremen. In the very early fixture on Sunday. 7-30 for us on the East Coast, um, which I guess is even worse. <laughs> if you're out West, good luck with that one. Um that's that's an exciting one. I, I think Gladbach, you know, will we'll take that one. But um, but Bremen, is, this should be a lot of fireworks. Um, Wolfsburg hopes to get back on track this week as they host Leverkusen and then Freiburg and Frankfurt to close things out. Steven Phils, Frankfurt will go ahead and take that one and start to send Freiburg uh, packing. I, I kind of feel otherwise, but. Um, we are going to do like we did last week, do our, our picks on Twitter, um, do live picks pre-game so we could get to see the lineups. Um, come interact with us. We had a lot of fun last week. Um, Keenan was doing a lot of live tweeting for us. Um, Just an update on the Europa League for, for Bundesliga. <clears throat> Frankfurt is tied with Standard the Age for six points for second. Um, Wolfsburg is second in their group. Gladback is second in their group. Oh, so it's so, actually so, not quite and, as bad and, and as got, I was And they still thinking. got games to play. So, so they, 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 so they're still very much alive. Thank you, Stephen, for the clarification there. Because I mean, I know everything can change. You know, yeah. it's a matter of fixtures, especially when you've got um, and Glad- and we got to remember, Gladback still has injuries that that they're dealing with too. So that they, they get their their starting eleven back, they could be they could be dangerous in uh, Europe as, as well. A little bit of housekeeping, too, to close up the, um, the fixture. Um, Alexander Newell, soon to be Byron Man. Steven? Not Steven? <laughs> Looks like Steven walked out the room, <laughs> folks. <laughs> uh, he's quiet there. Uh, look, guys, I, I still don't know what to think about that one. Um, there's, no re- there's no reason for, to, for him to leave just yet. Um, and then another uh, you know, former Shaka man. Leroy Sané. Sané watches back on. Um, report still saying Bayern making that move. Keenan still seems to think that Ole Honus is going to make that his uh, 
is one last trophy. I mean, he said he's not going to be involved in the managerial um, search, so surely Sané will be his last crowning achievement um, for Christmas. <laughs> uh, fellas, it's been a pleasure as always. Um, went through a very, very uh, wild week there. Looking forward to the fixtures this week. Be more quiet weekend, uh, particularly for Byron. We can go out, go out and uh, take care of business against Dortmund. Um, anything else stand out to you before we close things up? Get ready for a, a fantastic weekend of football. Ooh, I like that. New training kits for Bayern look great. Uh, you see the um, Germany leaks? <laughs> yeah. Germany leaks, we'll put them on our Twitter. Um, one of them kind of looks like a pajama top. Yeah, exactly. Um, why, why rock it? Yeah, of course. But uh, Nothing's going to top that teal, though. Yeah, Steve is a big fan of the teal. Oh my, the uh, the barn, the pants, the track coat. Folks, we'll have those up on <laughs> our Twitter. Um, and the purples too. Wow. I wish you could see this. We need to get... New we, coach, we, new warm-ups, everything. It's... NC stays clean. I mean, it is a shame. It is a shame. Byron likes oh, to get oh, their oh, swagger hey, back oh, after they sack a coach. Um, and didn't call you up this time. <laughs> Finally let that poor man get some peace. <laughs> so he can stop being unidentified in the elevators of Munich hotels. Dang. Uh, oh, I like that uh, home uh, home kit for Germany. All right, folks. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> come talk, chat with us on Twitter. Come tell us what you think of the jerseys. Until next week, I'll be the same. <laughs>